0: Here's what's coming up on today's show. So yes, uh, Unrealistic Expectations is is a tough one to handle because people want what they want and, and it's no fun to tell them they're not in the right price range.
1: Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Colleen, we're going to take a look at some of the top things people do that tend to frustrate real estate agents. And this list is not meant to make anyone feel bad or be a complaining (laughs) session or anything like that, right? (laughs) But if we can be aware of maybe some of these frustrations, some of these traits, we can always work toward a smoother transaction by having them kind of on the table and working uh, against these forces. So uh, some agents, actually, you might disagree with some of these, Colleen. You may not even think they're all that frustrating or negative to begin with, and that's a good thing, too. So kind of just throw it all out there and uh, see how you feel about it and how you go to improve these different scenarios with your clients. So first of all, does it drive you crazy when you get... Get a client who is not serious. Maybe they're approaching the process flippantly. <laughs> uh, do you feel like that's set up for negative outcomes?
0: You know, this is what I coach my agents on all the time. It's We are there for our clients to provide the emotional stability that they may not have. And so maybe more of like a bring, bring reality to the situation. And so, yeah, as an agent... You have somebody that go, wants to go looky-loo at houses, interest the process flippantly or s- set up for negative outcomes. Debbie Downer, you know, always finding something wrong. Well, that's a challenge p- that presents itself to our skills <laughs> and personality to, you know, have a conversation with that client and turn it around. But yeah, the frustration or what do you call driving us crazy, that comes from a lack of I would say like a lack of skill on how to hmm. take that situation and turn it around for our client. And and like, let's put out the process and let's talk about the positives and how we can hopefully help that client with those negative, negative outcomes.
1: Hmm. Uh, you know, I guess everybody starts at some point as a tire kicker. Right, Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of the uh, the auto version of somebody that just comes around and kicks the tires on the lot, but's never going to actually buy a car. Well, we're all going to start at that point when it comes to looking for a house. You know, at least you would you would imagine it usually begins that way, where you start thinking a little bit, you're poking around, you don't you don't know quite yet how serious you are, what the timing is going to look like. So we all begin there. It's then developing it from there to a more serious transaction is where you're saying the agent skill tends to
0: come. Yeah, and just kind of learning what part of the process the potential buyer is in, you okay. know, if, if they truly are just tire kicking and say, well, I'm not going to buy a house until next year. And just, you know, making sure that that timeline is parallel to really what their goal is and maybe seeing if we can help them um, reach that goal faster.
1: Okay. Very good. Another thing that might drive your agent crazy is if there's no trust in the process. So this would be clients who maybe enter into a relationship with you, Colleen, and your team, but then they don't trust you throughout the process. Do you ever run into that? Or oh, you yeah. Feel like that? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All the time. All the time. I mean, sometimes real estate agents have a negative reputation. You know, it's just like, oh, real estate agent, you know, we're down there with whatever low life of a career there is sometimes I feel like that's how people view us and so overcoming that through education and skill and and just you know knowing the market knowing what to say and how to say it and how to consult our client give them the best advice we can give them about like is now the time is now a good time to buy and so we build that trust but usually when we get client referrals past client referrals or agent referrals there's like an automatic trust in that transfer but when we meet somebody on zillow it's not an automatic trust. They're calling a lot of Zillow people. And another thing that really drives my, my agents crazy is when their clients will call the listing agent, not them. So you always want to call, if you have an agent, you always want to call your agent. Don't ever call that listing agent because it's your agent it's your agent's job to get that information for you.
1: Mm, that's interesting to hear about. And yeah, good to know as well, where you have different people at different levels of trust entering the process with you guys. and so, Yeah,
0: I mean, actually, you know, it's funny, Walter, it leads from the radio show here. Like when I get calls from people, I listen to your show, there's an instant trust because they've been listening and they, we, and they somehow developed a relationship through listening to my show every week or my podcast, and and there's already a built-in trust there. And so it's a very different relationship that you're entering via one where you just, you know, you meet them through an online ad or something. So
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, very cool. So, so far we've talked about, you know, not being serious about buying and not having trust with that agent when you enter into that relationship. What about unrealistic expectations? I mean, that's a disaster anywhere in life, but especially perhaps in the real estate transaction process. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> we have a client right now and uh, it's one of my agents, buyers. And my agent's struggling with this buyer. The buyer is approved for um, over 400000 but because of where her budget's at and her husband's, they want to stay at three fifty. So... As many of you know that's below our average price point that's a very hard number to hit and get much else you know it, you're probably looking at as is two bedrooms one bath but they want to stay in the 350 price range for their monthly payment because they're afraid somebody's gonna lose a job they're afraid the economy is gonna turn they're afraid that all these things that could happen are going to happen and they don't want to not be able to afford their mortgage. But they want a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, fenced yard and a turnkey home. And it's just, it's not a realistic expectation. And so my, my agent does not want to end the relationship she really wants to help these people she wants to help them get into home ownership so then you know it it becomes how do i coach them that you know take the leap of faith and go up in price or look at a two to five year plan because they always they also think it's gonna be their forever home and sometimes you have to look at your first home purchase For what it is it is just a stepping stone to get into that next home it could be possibly a two-year plan or three to four-year plan and you just make it work because two to four years as we know goes by faster than you think right you make it work for a couple years you create that nest egg of equity and then you can go step into that second bathroom two-car garage house that you're truly wanting so yes uh, unrealistic expectations is is a tough one to handle because People want what they want, and and it's no fun to tell them they're not in the right price range.
1: That's a great point, Colleen. And, yeah, that can be very frustrating for all parties involved, you guys as agents. But that can also be just as um, frustrating for people who are maybe in the process of, of buying that home or or even for sellers, right? That unrealistic expectations can work in all different parts of the process. So that's one thing that's like just really good to get on the same page with your agent about and it it kind of dovetails back into that trust part right trust that Mm -hmm. your agent's giving you good guidance and advice and when they tell you we need to rein in expectations or change expectations there's there's good reason for that so that's important all of this sort of folds into point number four in our list of "Are you driving your real estate agent crazy?" And that would just be with bad communication. And I'm sure there's agents who are guilty of this, Colleen.
0: Lots so, of them. Certainly I, none you of know, yours. You coach, co- <laughs> you coach your team much better. Than, than we co-op. You know, we or, you know, our clients are like, "Why can't you get us into that house?" Because the agent won't call me back. <laughs> You know, I have to talk to that agent to schedule the appointment. The agents won't call you back. So, yeah, that is a frustration all around. It drives us agents crazy um, with with clients. It drives us agents crazy mainly with other agents. So um, I I have this joke that um, I like to tell. This is how I explain it with my clients. So what do you like about communication? Well, we like you to, you know, check in with us. I'm like, okay, so... What does that mean? Are, are you better with a text, a group text? Do you want to be emailed? Do you want me to text you and tell you I emailed you? Um, do you want me to text you guys individually or together? Um, do, you want me to, do you want a phone call a day, a phone call a week, no news is still news? You know, at what level do you, does communication mean to you? Because everybody has a different level of what that means to them. Some people are like, don't call me unless you have good news. And then some people are like, <laughs> you know, text me every day and let me know what's going on. So, just finding that sweet spot with your client to know what good communication means to them is the key.
1: Yeah, that's super important. So, something you probably address right out of the gate. How, sure. How, do. how best can we all communicate with one another? Yeah.
0: What's the most important thing? Yeah. You know, if you ask if you ask somebody, um, what's the most important thing to you in our working relationship? For seeing out of the mouth, always communication. So, what does that mean? So, and okay. then, and I'm like, okay, if I'm on a group text with both of you, don't forget that I'm on there. <laughs> don't be like talking to each other and forget <laughs> I'm on there. I've had that happen too. <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> let's keep it. Uh, let's let's remember who's uh, copied on the texts, right? <laughs> That's always important. But well, we, we we uncover so many things here on this show, Colleen, especially additional life lessons. We'll file that under that one as well. Uh, last but not least, and this one's an interesting one. I'm I'm curious of your opinion here. If someone's just difficult or maybe a bad personality fit, and, may, and maybe it's both ways, maybe it's one way, I don't know if it really matters to the discussion, but do you ever sometimes just say, hey, we're not a good fit? Perhaps it's hard to describe exactly why that's the case, although you could probably point to one of these previous four points as maybe yeah. why number five is the case. How do you deal um, with those we've
0: had We've had investors that we've had to end our relationship with because we didn't quite align with how they were doing business. Um, so there's been that situation, but this is one thing about working on a team that is so wonderful. It's almost like when you're sitting at a restaurant and you don't feel like you're getting a ton of service and then the manager stops by the table to check on the food and the service. And it's like a manager check. It's, it's an opportunity for you to maybe say, you know, the food is cold or the service isn't as fast as we were hoping, you know, if you have any, like, conflict of any sort and so for me with my agents I make those check-in calls it's kinda like the manager stopping by the table so I'll make a call to our client say hey how's it working with Kendra is everything going well are you enjoying your experience working with her and if I hear anything not that I do but if I recognize that there's any sort of maybe personality conflict or timing you know Kendra's got her kids at night and I want to show, you know, whatever it is, then I might be able to match that client with a better fit personality wise or, time availability-wise with somebody else on the team. Or I might be able to step in, and I'm not picking on, on Kendra. I shouldn't have used her name. But, um, poor, poor Kendra. <laughs> right. All these problems. It like. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it gives us a chance to make sure that, that that's a good fit, especially with our sellers. Sometimes, you know, when sellers sell in a home and we get their home on the market and they're not happy because we're not getting enough showings or there's something – there's something that they're not happy with. It gives me an opportunity to step in, talk about the marketing plan, talk about what we're doing as a team on the back end of things, and hopefully help that communication or that situation. So yeah, definitely we get that advantage of having so many agents that we can make sure that we match you up as a client with the, with the right agent.
1: The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.